Welcome to Belief Beat, where we talk about things that matter with people who matter. I'm this week's host, John Horner Eibler. It's good to be with you wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast. Today we have a topic that's somewhat specific to Unity Lutheran Church, but it's also uh, very broad and related to uh, our larger Milwaukee area and a lot of the partnerships that we're a part of. Uh, so I'm going to talk today with uh, somebody uh, named Jeremy Davis, and a couple of you have already met Jeremy. I think more of you will meet him in the, in the year to come. The thing that's specific to Unity Lutheran is that at one of our campuses, Christ the King, we have a large backyard that we've often wondered, how can we utilize that a, a little bit better for our own ministries, for the community around us, and, and for our partners in Waukesha and Milwaukee County? And uh, ultimately, we decided that creating spaces that would be good to gather in, good to play in, good to exercise in, uh, good to cook and eat together in, would be a really good use to that space. And then we wondered, well, you know, who do we work with to make that happen? And uh, it didn't take us actually that long to think of partners of our partners in, in the city of Milwaukee. So one of our congregational partners is Cross Lutheran. And they're located at kind of the junction of a couple of neighborhoods in the city of Milwaukee. And, and a number of their members were involved in an organization called uh, Walnut Way, which is uh, involved in stewardship of the creation of, of job training and creation and wellness uh, initiatives of all sorts of different varieties. Also, I think, I'll talk more with Jeremy about this, I think just like growing wonderful uh, fruits and vegetables right adjacent to the office. So they just do a lot of cool things and and they seem like an obvious uh, organization to partner with. They have one specific um, um, mission within the larger whole called Blue Skies Landscaping, which landscapes, uh, trains people for employment, employs people. Jeremy is, is a big part of all that. And so after that really lengthy introduction, Jeremy, welcome to Belief Beat. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate you having me. Cool. Well, it's good to be together, and you can you can backtrack on any of that introduction that I did that uh, maybe wasn't totally accurate. Uh, but you know, there's just so much for us to talk about. I, I think for people who go to Unity, it will be cool to to know you and who they're working with as we proceed through this project. And if, if somebody outside Unity is listening to this, I think learning about plant blue skies. Um, your mission and and how you go about doing it and just you personally I think will be super interesting so um, let's start with a really a, kind of a broad stroke question tell me a little bit about blue skies where it came from what you do sure thank you um, so blue skies landscaping is a is a social enterprise um, that is part of Walnut Way Conservation Corporation so Walnut Way was founded in the year 2000 uh, here in the Lindsay Heights neighborhood of Milwaukee. Um, and Blue Skies Landscaping was a program or an initiative of the organization that we uh, founded in 2012. So we've been doing work uh, in, within the social enterprise Blue Skies since 2012. Um, the work of the organization has been dynamic, uh, has evolved and has uh, grown over the years. Uh, starting with uh, the neighbors' desire to convene, uh, create a safe space where they could gather 
um, taking a 1910 uh, wood frame duplex that was boarded up, slated for demolition, uh, and transforming that into a community center where um, I'm currently uh, calling from. And uh, that became our home base. Uh, from there, the vacant lots where homes were torn down just to the north and to the south of the center uh, were transformed into garden spaces. And so since then, we've, uh, we've you know, undertaken a lot of different initiatives, uh, a number of partnerships, and uh, Blue Skies is one of the many uh, things that we do. So in terms of our environmental programs focused on uh, environmental stewardship, uh, Court, which is core to our mission, um, creating venues for prosperity in the community. Uh, we employ and train uh, neighborhood residents and people from the broader Milwaukee area uh, into the trade of landscaping, uh, specifically focused on sustainable urban landscapes. And uh, we do fee-for-service work all over the Milwaukee area. Um, and as a social enterprise, as part of the nonprofit that allows us to uh, really, we have the, the workforce, uh, the equipment and uh, the earned revenues to be able to support some of the initiatives that may not uh, financially make the greatest sense, such as operating an acre and a half uh, urban farm with 120 fruit trees and things like that. So, um, so it's all tied together. Um, but that's that's how Blue Skies, right, in a nutshell, you could look at it. So, uh, so if Blue Skies started in 2012, when when did you come into it? Did, sure. Have you been there from the beginning or? Yeah, so uh, I came to Walnut Way as a uh, fellow through uh, a UWM program called the Milwaukee Idea. Um, so it was a fellowship program. I was going to school for uh, my graduate degree in urban planning and uh, came to Walnut Way as a work study program. And uh, that was in 2010. And so this is this I'm 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 on the lap, the, the, the lap that completes my 10th year here. And so uh, my, first, my first charge or first mission with the organization was to really look at um, a model called the Evergreen Cooperative, which is out of Cleveland, Ohio. And so basically they used a, a system whereby they um, started a green dry cleaners and also a solar business. Um, these businesses were central city businesses, and then they marketed and leveraged the purchasing power of anchor institutions, meaning uh, large-scale educational facilities and, and medical institutions um, to be able to drive their, their uh, business growth. And so first, when I came on board, I was looking at uh, energy efficiency and also solar work. Um, but really after um, a little bit of time based on my own previous experience in life and then also based on what Walnut Way did uh, historically and also some of the strengths and assets of the neighborhood, we really decided to pivot and say, okay, let's, let's go deeper in an area that, that uh, is really tucked into what is already going on with urban agriculture, with how to, housing revitalization, and then just the knowledge, skills, and experience of some, some individuals in the community, which was landscaping. So. Well, uh, it's very cool that you were able to pivot. Um, you know, a lot of times people can't let go of an original idea, but mm -hmm. when you suddenly find that your resources and context are different, yep. uh, that's that's a very uh, hard to do, but encouraging. Uh, what were a couple of the very first things that, uh, you know, Blue Skies then undertook? And how did that go? I mean, did you did it immediately kind of click, or was it really hard for a year or two? Well, um, so the the gardens, Larry, Larry and Sharon, really, you know, they it, if if 
if we go biblical, right, the, there are so many um, tales, parables, and things uh, that, that look at agriculture. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's really similar here that Larry and Sharon, as the co-founders and then the community elders, really uh, cultivated the space for, for a lot of the uh, different initiatives to, to be successful. Um, so all of the agricultural work that had already taken place, um, there was uh, a home that was renovated on 16th Street. It was a four-unit apartment building. And so I moved into that building. A gentleman named Pat Patrick Wright moved into that building. And then there were a few other educators or teachers in that building. And so uh, Patrick was a landscaper that had a, a, his own small business. And uh, he started to work with us very closely. He was a military veteran. Uh, Larry was a veteran. So that's how they connected. That's how Pat ended up moving into the building. And so it first started with uh, me just kind of hanging out with him and, and providing support to his projects while I was, uh, you know, more of an intern at Walnut Way. And then we were able to engage him as a full-time staff member, uh, bring his customers into Walnut Way um, and really formalize the business, create the Blue Skies name. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that it was, it just really started from a very small scale business that was serving, uh, you know, residential properties. Our first commercial client was, uh, was Welford Sanders, who was actually a professor at UWM. So he was one of my professors and he also um, is, you know, one of the major developers of King Drive. So the, uh, one of the commercial buildings, commercial properties on King Drive, we were able to get a commercial contract with him. Um, we also incubated Milwaukee Jobs Work. So Jobs Work is, right. Uh, right. yep, so it's- uh, more about a, that though. Yeah, it's a huge, uh, great initiative. Um, they, they had their roots on the second floor of the Walnut Way Center. And so uh, we were one of the first businesses to work with Milwaukee Jobs Work. So they advocated to uh, Wheaton Franciscan when it was Wheaton Franciscan. They advocated to Aurora um, and were able to serve as the liaison for us to be able to uh, get some, some larger uh, maintenance contracts. So we really started out with maintenance. Um, Bill Krugler, who was uh, who's the co-founder of uh, Jobs Work, uh, one of his close friends, Jeff Baldwin, owned a landscaping company out in uh, out in Germantown, and so we connected with them. Uh, the company was called Arborscape, and uh, we were able to really develop our capacity through uh, learning from partnerships and 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 being able to access some of those first contracts. And in terms of growth, um, I think we pride ourselves on the, the level of work, quality of work that we do. Um, and I think people really buy into the mission and the, the social aspect of what we're doing. And so people do like to support what we do as well. And so the growth trajectory has been, been very solid um, from, the, from the early days. Maybe just go back for the audience a little bit and actually, Tell us what your office street address is in case anybody ever wants to drive past it. And then just tell us a little bit about uh, Larry and Sharon Adams historically. Sure. You mentioned them, but, and I know some of our people know them, but not everybody will. Cool. Um, so yeah, so the, the Walnut Way Center is located at 2240 North 17th Street. So we're on the block of 17th Street in between North Avenue and Lloyd. So just south of Jake's Deli on North Avenue. Um, and we really consider our space to be a campus. Um, so not only do we have the Walnut Way Center and a few gardens immediately adjacent to the center, um, but we also have Larry and Sharon's home across the street. Um, we own multiple properties at the south end of the block. Um, Larry and Sharon also own several uh, residential properties 
um, closer to Lloyd. And then there's Adams Garden Park just around the corner on Fond du Lac. Um, so we, all of these properties within a two or three square block area, we call a campus. And so when you think about a campus, what do you think about? You think about a place of learning, a place of destination, a place of innovation, trying new things, demonstrating to others. Um, and so that's, that's really what, what we consider uh, the Walnut Way uh, campus to be. Uh, Larry and Sharon Adams are uh, great leaders, great mentors, um, and elders in the community. So they're really the, uh, the driving force behind the organization and why, why we're all here. Um, Sharon's family um, was actually the first black family that, that uh, lived on this block. Her father migrated from Tennessee um, and her family grew up on this block of 17th Street. So she knows the neighborhoods. Yeah. She was a child. Um, she, she moved away to uh, New York. She came back um, later in life to take care of some ailing family members. And she just really was surprised at how uh, the community had changed around her. Um, 17th Street was a border between two police districts, so police district three and five, and so no one was actually policing that particular block. Um, the, the street across from their home, which is the Walnut Way Center, had become a, uh, a boarded up drug house uh, known for prostitution and other things, and it was just, just really, uh, you know, the, the neighbors that, that had been there a long time, that, that cared, had kind of become shut in place where they maybe didn't feel so safe uh, on the streets or able to really, you know, convene as a community should be able to do. So that was a lot of the original work. Um, Larry and Sharon became Larry and Sharon when uh, Sharon called an electrician to work on the house that she moved back into and nobody would come to give her an estimate. Uh, so Larry showed up at the door through a contact and they, she invited him up for tea and we can say the rest is history. Yeah. Um, and so their, their shared vision um, and passion and drive uh, to, to get Walnut Way started, uh, to organize it as a nonprofit, to um, really lay out the vision for the work and to uh, be deliberate about bringing others to the table constantly throughout the process is, you know, is the base of the organization. Um, in terms of the environmental work, uh, Larry, when I first came, Larry was my direct supervisor. Um, Larry and Sharon both have since retired from uh, working directly for the organization, but of course they remain extremely active and, uh, a, you know, just a major source of mentorship and support and knowledge. And so uh, Larry's, you know, been, been a driver in the environmental work for, for all the time that we've been here. And so it was funny when I, when I first moved here to Milwaukee, I had a friend um, come and visit me and uh, he sat down with Larry in his, in his downstairs in his drum room. And, uh, and he, after talking with Larry for about an hour and a half, he said, now I know, I, I understand why you're here. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. So yeah, just, just having that, uh, that mentorship and that leadership yeah. is, is critical. So. Well, and I know them a little bit and just their, they're wonderfully approachable, and, and, but also really strong, and uh, just their commitment to the neighborhood. I mean, it just jumps out, I think, at anybody who, who meets them, and that combination, I think, of traits is super inviting, and, and um, like you, I mean, just inspires people to jump on board. Exactly, yep. Uh, um, talk a little bit, now, we're, we're not, we're doing some of this in our project, um, um, but 
not entirely so. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, sustainable urban landscapes and what that is. And then, uh, you know our project pretty well at this point. You know, how, do, how does that morph a little bit? Um, maybe for better, well, I don't know if it's for better, maybe for worse, but in any event, how do you morph that a little bit into a, a more suburban setting also? Sure. Uh, so sustainability, I mean, we're, so one of the core principles or one of the cornerstone uh, pieces of our mission is environmental stewardship. And so taking care of the space around us. Um, so, I mean, there's so, so many different ways you can look at it, but, um, you know, health and wellness, uh, levels of stress, prosperity, all these things are tied to uh, people being able to, to access nature, to be a part of nature. Um, natural systems are able to uh, be resilient, um, you know, clean the air, reduce stormwater runoff, things like that. And then also just having, uh, having food accessible to you that's healthy and that hasn't traveled thousands of miles to get to you. And uh, also is not in a cellophane wrapper, you know, uh, bought out of a out of a, the only store in a food desert. So a lot of different things that go into it. But we really look at um, first and foremost, uh, we for the landscaping side, we do a lot with green infrastructure. So uh, landscaping and hardscaping elements that mimic natural systems in order to uh, keep stormwater on a property um, detain it, retain it, fil infiltrate it into the ground, et cetera, um, so that it's not going into our combined sewer system, causing basement backups, and then, you know, larger issues such as the dumping of uh, sewage straight into Lake Michigan. Um, so we really do a lot with that. So bioswales, uh, rain gardens, cisterns, uh, green roofs, uh, permeable paving systems, all those. So we're really focused on that stuff. Um, the Walnut Way campus is a, is a huge uh, experimental growing operation for urban agriculture. Um, so we create our own soil from, uh, from food and landscape waste. Uh, and we have over 100 fruit trees. I grow a bunch of vegetables during the summertime. And so just really being able to, to cultivate soil, create soil, and, um, and grow food on the campus. Um, where, where does all that production go? Uh, in terms of the food? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we harvest and we take it to Fondy Farmer's Market. Um, and we're there every every Saturday during the growing season. And then we also send out a, a weekly wholesale availability um, to restaurants and small grocery stores and things like that. And so, um, and then a lot of times we just, we, we have community members who come in and glean from the gardens, um, especially when it's peach season. Um, and we also, you know, we give it away. So, for example, you know, if we've got a large batch of collard greens that we've harvested that don't sell at market, maybe we'll drop them off across the room for them to, you know, to, to, to cook up. So, right. I, the only reason I say that is, is, and the reason I had you mention the address is it's just so visually appealing when you kind of pull up and, and see these beautiful trees, and especially when they are bearing fruit. It, yeah. It's a, a, you know, just beautiful to be to behold and and local production. There it is. Right. And then yeah, and so we've we've done some, you know, in front of our gardening spaces, we try to have streetscapes. So, you know, some formalized landscapes that that create a nice edge along the sidewalk. Cause, you know, a, a typical farm you may have, you know, giant piles of different things and machinery out rusting in the fields and things like that. Um, but you know, the city has some pretty strict uh 
you know, neighborhood zoning and neighborhood kind of, you know, ordinances to where um, we try to, uh, you know, try to present a nice, a nice, uh, you know, face for, for the urban environment. So. so our particular project includes a couple of the things you mentioned. It, uh, you know, to control runoff, there'll be uh, a rain garden area. Some of the area will get converted over to, you know, prairie. One of the interesting things you mentioned to us is that unfortunately we have been stricken by the emerald ash borer and so we have a lot of dead ash. What Tell people a little bit about the possible plan for the ash and then what type of plants go into something like a rain garden such as the one that we'll end up with. Sure, you've, got, you've actually got three rain gardens. So okay, more than one. Got, You've got three different areas on uh, in the plan that that are designed to basically to capture and filter uh, the stormwater that's that's generated on the site from the structures. And so one of them uh, is also going to capture a lot of runoff from the parking lot because it's built right behind the parking lot. And then the other two are really uh, to capture the runoff from the site and from the the two structures being the garage and the uh, and the pavilion. Um, and so, I'm sorry, what was you? <laughs> oh, the, the ash. My, my question yeah. was that, that's okay, yeah, the Jeremy. Ash. There we go, yeah. there we go. Um, the type of thing so, somebody my age does. Yeah, so we, we um, yeah, we're big into reusing materials. So, for example, uh, pavers uh, out of the old alleyways, we use those for, for different installs. Um, you know, we, we just like to reuse a lot of stuff. Um, and so, the uh, real straight trunks, uh, ash trees, we've been talking to the, uh, to the tree guy. Um, about salvaging those, and then we'd we'd bring them over to the Walnut Way campus to build a trellis. Um, there was a uh, a very nice family uh, many moons ago that came and uh, brought some uh, some grapes from their from their family uh -huh. yeah. uh, farm, and so that uh, that grape trellis is actually starting to starting to break down um, the posts that are in the ground, and so uh, not only do we want to um, we just, yeah, we, we want to make it uh, even more beautiful, expand it because the, the grape plants are incredibly healthy and they want to continue to, to travel. Um, so we would be removing the, uh, the four posts that are currently in, taking those out and installing a taller, uh, a longer run of posts. Oh. I don't know, if you know anything about those, uh, those grapes. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, those grapes come from uh, my wife, Barb's uh, side of the family who've been doing a lot of grapes and Barb, worked really hard to get those established down there. So that's a really cool tie-in if some of that ash ends up being used on that. Yep, and it's it's really, it's interesting at the, you know, because that that alleyway where those grapes are right at the corner there um, is the pat, the traditional pathway for people from the neighborhood to go to the corner store. Hmm. Um, so it just creates a healthy option right there halfway yep. in between. And so we love it in summertime. People know that they're there, they'll lift up the leaves and kind of check them out and then, uh, yeah. It's been kind of a, a, a very cool thing for us, so thank yeah. you. Switching gears just a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit more about Blue Skies. Um, how, how many people do you employ in kind of the peak season? Uh, how do they, you know, how do you, how do they get to you, all of that stuff? Yeah, so we um, currently we're, we're employing the most we, we have, um, which is 16. We're about to be 17 wow. field staff and then uh, in terms of back office support, we also have three. So we're at 20 people um, for the for the landscaping operation. 
and that's grown, you know, little by little each year as we invest in um, capacity, meaning, you know, vehicles and things and things, the tools that are needed to do the work and then also the, the back office support. Uh, in terms of who comes to us, uh, it's, it's really cool to be able to have reached the point where we are because um, there's a, a lot of different avenues, but some of the, some of the original uh, reasons have now come to bear for why, why we created this program. So for example, um, we have a high school internship program called Growing Youth Leadership where high schoolers can come and work in the gardens for a summer. Um, get real world work experience, you know, develop a work ethic because if you can shovel compost, you can get out in the work world and do just about yep. anything. Um, and a lot of those youth go on to do great things, wonderful things. Um, and then uh, it's been great because last year and this year, we've actually had two of those youth um, return and become, uh, you know, employed full time mm -hmm. in the landscaping program. Uh, but we get a lot of we get a lot of residents around the Lindsay Heights area. Um, we get a lot of referrals from coworkers or people that know what we do. Uh, we work very closely with Milwaukee Jobs Work. Um, so Jobs Work refers a lot of members. Uh, so members who go through the two week job readiness program at Milwaukee Jobs Work, right, right. and then uh, Jobs Work continues to support those members throughout their employment journey. Um, and what we found is. Uh, this year also, we've, we've had really good success with building a culture of even-keeled, extremely passionate, hardworking people who love to be here and who are kind of seeming to, to stick. Um, and so we've been really, really pleased and really happy with that. Um, it's, it's great to, to create an option. Um, and that's you know something for young people. Uh, when you're deciding who you want to be and what you want to do and who you want to be like, um, if, if you don't have a lot of options, if you don't see a lot of different things, that economic diversity, um, then it really kind of stunts your growth or uh, reduces your choices or makes you feel like you have to be, become something that, that, you know, maybe isn't right. And so, uh, you know, we've, we've had um, a lot of staff who maybe have, made knuckleheaded decisions in their younger years, um, you know, and then decided to, uh, to do the right thing and, and, you know, build up the community um, that they, you know, grew up in. And so then that serves as an example to the next generation, um, you know, whereas maybe previously you, you had, uh, like, let's say the drug dealer standing on the corner, um, you know, is, are the kids gonna be looking up to that? Well, now you have the landscapers, you know, driving yeah, by that same block four or five times a day. And then it's like, okay, that's, that's also, that's an option there. Um, so, yeah, so we really, we get a lot of our staff from the immediate community around. And it, it's, um, it's great because people become so invested in their work and so proud of what they do and how they can show their friends and their family just around the corner, how they've transformed the spaces. So. so at this point, would your current workforce, like our half of them, have they been with you more than one season? Uh, I think that's a, that's a good question. I would say, yeah, I would say roughly, uh, we're probably, I would say maybe we started the year around 10 or 11. So I think we've, we've probably added five, six, five or six, 
of our staff this year and the rest are varying uh you know tenures i think the <clears throat> the oldest we have are two two staff from like 2013 that are still around right um but you know there, there's a lot of we talk about job training there's a lot of programs that will do a program nine weeks 12 weeks etc uh graduate someone and then um and then you kind of have to start all over and figure out you know in terms of finding work right so what we found when through this process was it wasn't necessarily um that it wasn't beneficial to uh who we were trying to serve to to create a temporary training program we don't feel like it was beneficial for for the business either um because of having right. to right. learn and so uh staff retention was a major initiative that we uh took on last year and so um, we were able to make all of our positions year-round uh, full-time with benefits um, we were able to set a really competitive uh, wage structure with very clear uh, pathways for advancement. And so, uh, yeah, so wow. it's, it's been, uh, been a good thing there. What a huge step. Tell us a little bit about how you uh, attract business at this point. And does, does a lot of it still come through, through like groups like us, people who hear about your mission, uh, or do you just get random people looking for a commercial or residential landscaper? Most, most all of our work is, is through, through the network, um, and through our connections and through our partnerships and through, you know, previous customers who are satisfied referrals. Um, and so, yeah, so I think we've been able to build a really strong portfolio of work. Um, and so, yeah, I think we, we do have a, um, we do have a pretty strong social media presence just for Walnut Way, the organization as a whole, and we've got a blue skies website. So we do re receive inquiries from the broader community, um, that, you know, maybe we don't know the connection, but I'd say probably half of the inquiries that we get, we recognize the name or know them from somewhere. And so, uh, yeah, Walnut Way's, uh, notoriety and reputation in the community has been really uh, helpful for blue skies, uh, business success. So, and then I think just the, again, the, the standard of work as well has allowed us to, to advance. Right. So. And I can certainly speak to that. The uh, blue skies did some work at our house. Maybe. Wow. How long ago is that Jeremy? Maybe five years. Yeah. Five or six. Um, five or six. And this beautiful selections, uh, a nice install. You also worked with some subs that did some concrete work for us and just a really simple, easy process. So, mm -hmm. um, and you, I mean, like when you look at your calendar for this year, are you guys pretty much filled out to the end of the year at this point? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're booked solid when we look at the, uh, the reservations for like the larger, larger projects. Right. And you know, it, some of them will definitely carry into, into early next year. Um, which is, you know, which is a great thing for us because the, the stability of knowing that stuff is in the pipeline allows us to communicate with the board and say, hey, this is coming. Uh, we're going to need to staff up for it. We're going to need to make sure we have the, you know, the vehicles and equipment for it. And so our growth has been incremental. Um, it's been, I think, cautious um, and conservative in a good way. Um, and so, yeah, so again, it's, it's just really nice to, to have things in the pipeline that you can share so that, so that we can uh, advance as a collective. Again, you know, it's not a, not a business model where, um, you know, a business owner can say, oh, I just got this huge contract tomorrow. I'm going to go buy this machine. 
Um, you know, we have the, the board meeting cycle. We have, you know, approvals and budgets and things like that to make sure as you, you you're very familiar with it, with it, you know, organization yeah. that, that that's managed by the collective. Yeah. And so, yeah. So which is a good thing, but it's a slower uh, thing. And it's slower, but it, I think it's, it's also, it's, yeah, it's, it's better. It's better that way because yeah. we go farther together. So, and maybe that's a, Man, there's a, you know, just in what you've been saying, there are so many other things to, to chat about, but uh, maybe a good place to kind of uh, wrap up is, is tell us a little bit about like your personal history um, and, and how did this become, you know, your life vocation at the moment and a, and a passion? Sure. Um, I grew up in, uh, in Metro Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, my Mother's father was an agriculturalist in North Carolina, uh, but I always, as a young kid, uh, had a lawn mowing business. My dad was very generous to support me in that, and you know, drive me around all the time to to do that. Hmm. Um, when I was 15, I started working at a nursery, a plant nursery, similar to maybe like Miner's Garden Center or Stallings here in in Milwaukee, and I worked that there through through high school and into into my first year of college. Um, so that's really where I got the strong passion is just, you know, working outdoors, yeah. especially around plants, um, really focused on horticulture. Um, I went to school and at Georgia and I thought I was going to do um, a horticulture and a business degree, but the, the entry level horticulture classes were uh, very uh, tedious because I had already learned all that stuff in high school through through working and so i dropped from that program and ended up doing a business degree um after that i uh, wanted to travel and experience new things but i also wanted to um kind of serve a social mission so um i was a, a peace corps volunteer uh served in west africa specifically in ghana um, i was there from uh, 2006 to to 2010 um, so I extended a couple times, worked on community-based ecotourism um, in some of the rural parts of the country. And so it was really focused on community cap capacity building around small businesses focused on tourism. Hmm. And uh, so after that experience, um, just trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And uh, I thought graduate school would be a really good, you know, temporary landing spot to say, okay, this will give me two years to think, do I want to go back overseas and continue in international development? Do I, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And so um, ended up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, having never visited or stepped foot here at UWM at the MIAB program. It's, you know, great fellowship program. So the school was paid for. And um, yeah, that's caught the, you know, found, found a passion here. So it's, it's really cool at Walnut Way because, um, you know, there's a lot of freedom to really grow professionally and, and uh, manifest your own, you know, reality. And then I think, um, you know, just the, the, the vision of the organization, the, the passion of the leaders are, you know, has been infectious, a wonderful community, incredibly hospitable, very, very, very familiar, you know, cause it, it, it feels just like the South um, feels just like where I grew up on, um, and uh, so, yeah, so I've been here living, living and working um, since, since 2010. Yeah. So. Isn't it remarkable how life's journey takes you in 
unexpected directions, including Milwaukee, Wisconsin, of all places. And your experience in the Peace Corps is fascinating and the connection to yet another one of our partners, our Salvadoran partners, our rural community that we connect to is primarily agriculture, but boy, they have been making slow progress in the whole uh, ecotourism area. And, you know, what a fascinating little cross tie uh, that is as well. any, any parting words to share before we take off, Jeremy? That's just totally open-ended, but thought I'd toss to that, yep. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity and the thoughtful questions. And, uh, and yeah, overall, we, we really do truly appreciate the partnership um, to be able to, to come out and work with you all. And I know you all have been incredibly deliberate about how you have approached this and, um, and selecting to work with us. And uh, yeah, we're really, we're excited about the, the work that's ahead of us. We're really proud of the, the team um, from, the, from the church committee to the uh, carpenter, uh, to the excavator, to the uh, Roshin, the designer. Um, so yeah, so I think we've got a really great team and just, uh, just excited to see the project unfold. So I look forward to um, continuing on. We really are too. And uh, again, if you're not connected to Unity, if you're able to ever drive by 4600 Pilgrim Road in kind of the northeast part of Brookfield, you could drive into the back of the parking lot and see the space that we've been talking about that will have a variety of features. And maybe in about a year, that'll all be done and growing and looking really cool and uh, hopefully a benefit to a lot of people. Thanks so much to Jeremy Davis for being a part of this conversation today. To any and all of you who have been listening in on it, uh, thanks. And uh, if you have an opportunity, uh, one more time, Jeremy, address of uh, the Walnut Way main office. Uh, it's 2240 North 17th Street. Okay. For the, the younger ones, we were got a real good presence on Instagram and Facebook. So there's some really cool photos and, and stories and things go up there quite often too. So, Perfect. Uh, thanks all for listening. Uh, you've been hanging out with Belief Beat. Goodbye for now. Thank you.